Thanks very much, Shane. Thank you. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Good afternoon on this Monday afternoon. How are you? 51551 on Fake it till you make it. Forget about Blue Monday. It's the happiest day of our lives. <laughs> yeah. It's a load of rubbish, you know. It's a load of rubbish. It's a contrivance, the whole Blue Monday thing. We spoke to the man who invented it last year, Dr. Cliff Arnold. He did some work for Sky Travel back in 2005, which is now 19 years ago. And he came up with a harebrained formula for predicting which was the most depressing day of the year. It involved uh, weather conditions, debt level, time since Christmas, time since failing our New Year's resolutions, low motivational levels and feeling of a need to take action. And he came up with today. And you hear it, and you hear it. And that's the way the, that's the way radio and television and radio and newspapers work. Every year, if you go back and listen to this date, this Monday, last year, and the year before, and the year before, right back to 2005, you'll hear everybody talk about Blue Monday. Dr. Cliff Arnold is a psychologist and happiness guru. And he is part of a movement. And he spoke to us last year about it. Stop Blue Monday. Stop talking about it. So we'll do... But we'll do, as long as we're here, we will say it's a load of rubbish. It's a load of rubbish. Because if people hear it enough times, they'll believe it. And they'll be launched into some sort of oh, mood, won't they? They will, because they're told it. Because they say it in what it says in the papers and Morning Ireland, Claire Bourne, whoever other Bourne is on. And they'll, they'll just go, oh yeah, well if they say it, it must be true. <laughs> it's not true. The man I came up and it says a load of rubbish. He was employed by Sky Travel. They were doing something, just wanted some. There was a time back in the, I remember it back in the early noughties, where every psychologist in the world was employed to come up with formulas for various things. You know, what colour socks should you wear? Uh, wearing your hair a certain way, how does that affect your mood? And it was ridiculous stuff, ridiculous. I remember getting on one day and <laughs> telling the listeners that uh, the type of jam or marmalade you choose for breakfast said an awful lot about your personality. And we'd made up the results of this research done by psychologists in the University of whatever. And people believed us and they were offering up, well, I eat marmalade, what to say about me? I, I eat marmalade without, the, without the, the chunks, without the rinds, without whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, if, you, if you're talking to anybody today and they tell you that it's Blue Monday, will you tell them that the man I came up to, Dr Cliff Arnold, says it's rubbish and he's part of a campaign, Stop Blue Monday. So there, it's a myth. Bit of crack, bit of crack. I was I met Mona over the weekend with her two dogs. I think it was Max and Jake. They're twins. I shouted over, "What are they?" And she gave me their names. She didn't give me their breed. They they were brown and about the size of a Jack Russell, but they weren't Jack Russells. Uh, and they looked like they were happy out. I'd never seen twin dogs before, uh, and they were doing exactly the same thing at the same time. You know, doing that little thing where they go at the, the and they, they looked very happy. And Mona looked very happy. She didn't know it was Blue Monday today. She was just living her life, living her best life. Uh, so there. And if, you, if you're passing by the big ball, the big ball outside Nace, real name, perpetual motion, but it'll always be the big ball to me. You know, it's usually black and it's covered in white and yellow road markings. Yes. It was part of that scheme. Whenever they built, and it's probably ongoing, I don't know, but whenever they built a new stretch of road that was funded by the EU, there was an amount, a percentage of the total cost given over to art. And they'd have a public competition and whoever came up with the best, whatever, sculpture, structure or whatever, they would get the commission and then it would appear on the side of the road. Literally the side of the road because that's what it was there for. 
And that's why you have bulls and bridges, crosses and all sorts of things all over the country. That's part of that scheme. And back in 1993, when that when they were doing the, the NACE bypass and they advertised and there was a competition for a bit of art by the side of the road, they, they got the big ball, the big ball, um, perpetual motion. And you might remember back in lockdown, they covered it uh, with a big yellow and black cover and it said, stay home and stay safe. But now, as in from the other day, see how specific I am, the other day, uh, it's been covered in a wig white thing and it says Bridget 1500 on it. Uh, and it's part of Kildare County Council's St Bridget's Festival of Events, which include Bridget's cross-making for adults, concerts, film season and lighting up the Hill of Allen. All sounds very exciting. And of course, there's the bank holiday. Thank you very much, Bridget, for the bank holiday. And that'll, that'll brighten up people's day, won't it? That, that, that big ball covered in a white thing with the flame of Bridget and 1500. Uh, so thanks for that, Clare County Council. It's the, um, you might have noticed, but it's the awards season. Um, we had the Golden Globes last week. We have the Emmys tonight. Last night we had the Critics' Choice Award. And of course, the, the, big, the, you know, the big kahuna of the awards is the Oscars. And that's sometime in March, is it? Neve is our, our Oscars correspondent. Uh, the Oscars sometime in March, isn't it? Yes, she's nodding there. She's she's distracted there talking to somebody else. Uh, but yeah, so last night it was the Critics' Choice Awards um, and Kieran Culkin won an award and again. He, he won one at the Golden Globes and he won again last night for his role in Succession. And he's not unlike his character. I know what you're saying. Two negatives make a positive. Why didn't you just say he's like his character? Well, I think when you'd use two negatives, it's for emphasis, isn't it? He's not unlike his character. Sort of fidgety. And he goes on fits of fantasy and goes off tangentially and all that sort of thing. And he does in real life as well as his character. Um, so he, he anyway, he got the award last night uh, and uh, he got up. And you would think he'd be thanking the creator of Succession and all his his friends in the cast and the crew and all that sort of thing. But no, he discussed ear hair. Ah, yes, he's my kind of man. He discussed ear hair. I have this uh, hair that grows on the side of my ear. Uh, this like, It's not like a ear hair. It's like on the side here. It gets really long and then my wife surprises me by plucking it. <laughs> and then Sarah Snook discovered it on set and she started doing it too. So a few minutes ago, I feel this pain. And she goes, it's back. And I was feeling it. And I said, I thought it was on this side. And then my wife, who's sitting on the right, says, no, 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 it's there. And then they both started taking turns plucking my hair, and it was really painful, and now I'm here talking about it. <laughs> Instead of saying what I had prepared to say, which is gone now. Yeah. And I'm probably out of time. Oh, I love that. You see, you have, see, you have the hair that grows outside the ear and the, the hair that grows inside the ear. Both are annoying. Remember that famous scene with Billy Crystal looking in the mirror? in City Slickers at the beginning of the movie where he's talking about hitting his 40s, I think, and that he can't grow hair where he wants to grow it and it's growing where he doesn't want it to grow. Uh, and that, that's probably the same for Kieran Culkin. Congratulations to him. Uh, Emmy Snight and Bad Sisters is up for at least one award. Um, nominated in four categories. So Sharon Horgan is nominated in Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. She's also nominated for Writing, Bad Sisters. Uh, she's nominated alongside David Finkel and Brett Baer. And did you know that Paul Howard 
wrote on one of those. I'm not sure. Paul Howard, him of Russell Carl Kelly uh, fame. So he'll be, he'll have his fingers crossed as well if he's not there at it. Uh, Devlin Walsh, who used to work in here, or if you're really posh, you'll go, formerly of this parish. She's nominated for Outstanding Director for a Drama Series for her work on Bad Sisters. Uh, so good luck to her. And uh, also in the directing for a comedy series category is Wexford-born director Declan Lowney. He did Father Ted back in the day. I think he directed the Eurovision for RTE, formerly of this parish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, whenever I hear that, it just does something to me. It does something to me. Uh, when is season two of Bad Sisters, I hear you shouting. Uh, well, it wasn't affected by the writer's strike, I'm told. Because uh, it wasn't US based and there was footage of the show being filmed in Dunabate back in September. So we're hoping it'll be out before the end of the year and the Emmys is on tonight. While we're on awards, congratulations to Sean O'Sullivan, uh, who won the Young Scientist of the Year on Friday. Um, so he's cutting edge stuff. Verify me, you would have heard him and his dad on the news at one. A new approach to authorship attribution in the post-chat GPT era. Um, so he's worked out a way of spotting if people are using AI to write their essays or do their projects. So that's that's important stuff. That's important stuff. Um, and uh, well done to Sean. And his dad, Ger, is the principal in the school, Kalosh de Kiron in Croom, County Limerick. And it was great to hear that they they opened a new school a few years ago and they were one of the first schools, if not the first school in the country, to have a special dedicated uh, IT and media centre. Uh, you know, and now, you know, if you don't invest in these things, um, having the Young Scientist of the Year Award doesn't happen by accident. So they're now reaping the seeds that they've sown. So congratulations to Sean. And don't forget us when you're a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, because everybody everybody thinks now the Collisons, you know, that that's it, he's sorted for life. Maybe, maybe not. I, d- I don't know. AI is moving at such a like ridiculously fast speed. You don't know how it's going to pan out. And I see there were two articles in the, the Sunday Independent alone, one by Luke O'Neill and one by Colin Murphy about AI. Um, and of course, everybody's looking at the year of elections. 76 countries, um, about half the world's population are going to be voting this year. Not half because you know not everybody will be of voting age. Uh, but 76 countries will have elections this year. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how AI affects those elections. Like already in the last week, we've seen a deep fake of, of Leo Varadkar. I see that Rishi Sunak was involved in something. And Doyle, I was talking to her about, she was involved, deep fake. And they showed a picture of um, uh, Donald Trump embracing Fauci, you know, the former CHO, uh, Chief Medical Officer, CMO in America, uh, which never happened because they, they weren't best buddies. Um, if you remember the, the whole COVID thing and Donald Trump saying if you drank... Uh, stuff that cleans the toilets it would kill COVID remember that yeah yeah and then Fauci was there he, he's he's a scientist and a medical man he's been in his job for years he didn't he didn't agree with him that that might come as a surprise to you and it won't come as a surprise to you then that they, they never embraced uh, so that picture is fake um, and, and it's that sort of thing that sort of thing they can do anything now uh, they can make people say things that they never said so be careful out there be careful out there uh, 5155 on red or Graeme Norton. We're going to be talking to Graeme Norton today. Uh, he's a great chatter because sometimes people who 
do the interview and aren't great to be interviewed. But uh, he's, he's, he's a great guest, so we have him coming up. That's something to look forward to. Uh, let's see what else you're saying. So, re Blue Monday, our 47th wedding anniversary is today. Just back from a lovely sunny lunch, so no Blue Monday here, says Catherine. Congratulations, Catherine, on your 47th wedding anniversary. Uh, surely the dogs were part of the same litter never heard them described as twins triplets or quads sextuplets just all the same litter you're right Jean I never thought about it I was talking to Mona I took her at her word uh, I don't believe in Blue Monday Ray but I do believe in New Year nails as a measure of your January right headspace in other words if you still have the red shellac that now in bits January is not your high point I can say this as someone whose left index finger still has the chip from the carrot peeler on Christmas Day. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not qualified <laughs> to comment on there. But I, I think I know if, if you still have the the, 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 the the nail treatment that you got for the staff Christmas party on, that that's probably not a good sign. Is that it? Is it that's probably it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should probably get rid of them or, or get new ones for the new year. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, just one more email we got in over the weekend from Neve. Last week, we previewed the uh, six Eurovision hopefuls. They'll be performing, what, Friday week. Um, as part of your song on the Late Late Show and whoever wins that will be representing Ireland in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, Neve's son Harry was on and she says, uh, I'm Harry O'Connell's mum. Uh, he was the lad from Next in Line. We had them on on Friday. They're uh, a boy band put together by Louis Walsh and they're one of the acts as part of the Euro Song. Anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for being so nice to the lads on Friday. They were absolutely hyper. And it's hard for all the acts going forward as there is a lot of hate out there. Is there? Right. As the man of four lads, I worry about male mental health and I think you were so kind to them and you really looked after them uh, and I really appreciate it. Well, the whole team looked after them and they were lovely lads so it's easy to look, look after nice people. Uh, you gave us the best laugh with the Blackboard Jungle reference. Dermot has been getting messages all weekend about it. Just in case you didn't hear it, Harry's dad, Dermot, had been on Blackboard Jungle and they lost because Harry was asked the deciding question. True or false, John Aldridge is fluent in Japanese. And Harry's dad, Dermot, thought it was a trick question and he said true. Uh, and they lost. And uh, his mates and everybody else uh, has never let him forget it, although it be a long time ago. Uh, 51551 Ray at rte.ie. Good afternoon. Yeah, Doris Day from 1964. Oh, 60 years old this year. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps you'll tell us what you watched over the weekend. We do this occasionally on a Monday. We ask the team to suggest and recommend uh, programmes for you to watch. There's such a plethora of things with all the streaming services, so this will help you navigate what's out there. Grace is mad about Ronnie O'Sullivan, the snooker player, so she watched the documentary The Age of Everything, which is on Amazon Prime, before she tuned in to watch him win his eighth Masters last night. The doc is great, says Our Grace. Uh, which delves into family archives and captures a complex character at his most vulnerable moments, revealing the triumphs and torments of one of the greatest sports stars in the world. Is snooker a sport? Answers, please, in postcards. Uh, Kieran watched the return of the Gladiators on BBC. Uh, he was trying to pretend he was back in the 90s there. It's back, it's all family-friendly, Saturday night or evening at 10 to 6. Uh, and lots of people... Cheering along and singing along to another one, Bites the Dust by Queen. He also watched FBI series called Class of 09 on Disney Plus, set in three timelines. 
as the Bureau introduces a deep learning AI computer system to fight crime. What could go wrong? <laughs> Louise went to poor things in the Stella Rathmines. Neve went to poor things as well, and so did Barbara Rose, and they all said it was brilliant. And that's uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' uh, movie starring Emma Stone, and everybody agrees on the team. Uh, that uh, Emma Stone is shoo-in for an Oscar after seeing her performance in Poor Things. Erin mm, returning to watching the tennis series Breakpoint on Netflix and she also watched Fool Me Once with Michelle Keegan which is one of those whodunit type dramas set in very opulent suburbia in the UK with big houses and nicely dressed people but there's always something afoot like a murder. Uh, so that's what they fooled me once Michelle Keegan we started watching it but we left it behind uh, we're watching Loudermouth it's not Loudermouth it's Louder Milk. Louder Milk. Uh, he's a recovering addict former music journalist and he chairs a sort of an AA type setup. Uh, it's a sitcom it's been going to the States for a long time but it's available now on Netflix three seasons and 25 minutes long and if you're into sort of slightly left to centre humour um, you'll enjoy this uh, it's, it's sort of like a, a bit like Seinfeld, you know, the, the person next door and the friend and all that sort of thing, and not much happens, but it's, it's, it's very funny. That's Louder Milk on Netflix. So there, you might get something from all of that. There's a good range of offerings there. Offerings, there's another one, offerings. And uh, now we're looking for two of you to come on after three o'clock and take part in our Who Done It quiz. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio. What's that? So look for two people to come on after four o'clock. Uh, we will have clues and questions and there is a prize. Uh, and this week we say thank you very much to the lovely people in the Heritage in County Leash. So whoever wins today will get a two-night stay for two people and then dinner on one of the evenings in Blake's Restaurant. Uh, the perfect escape for relaxing in their award-winning spa where you can try one of their luxury treatments or take advantage of their thermal suite including the brand new state-of-the-art salt cave and sauna. The Heritage is a beautiful resort set in the heart of the countryside in pretty village of Killinard, County Leash, which is less than 20 minutes from Kildare Village. So there. Theheritage.com. Theheritage.com. Here's your qualifying question on this Monday afternoon. Today is generally known as what colour Monday? Blue Monday or Pink Monday? Is today known as Blue Monday or Pink Monday? 0818 715 925. That's 0818-715-925. OK, we'll be talking to Graeme Norton after this. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. So now, uh, a real pleasure on this Monday afternoon. Broadcaster, writer, comedian and actor. Oh yeah, Graeme Norton, <laughs> the quadruple threat. <laughs> yeah. I feel there's no threat. <laughs> Great to see you. Uh, uh, very nice to see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're bringing Irish comedy global. I tell you, look at you. I know. Well, <laughs> listen, I've nothing to do with it, but uh, but I'm in it. I'm there. I'm there. I'm saying welcome to the show. You know, this is Prime Video, and it's last one laughing Ireland. And anyone who has Prime Video will, if you look, you'll see this format. They've rolled it out across the globe. So there's last one laughing. You know, all sorts of places, and now Ireland. Yeah, and the premise is that you've ten, twelve comedians in a room. Yep, ten of them. And the idea is you can't laugh, 
but you've got to try and make everyone laugh. So you can't just sit in a room, all of you, doing nothing, not laughing. You've got to attempt to make the other people laugh and not laugh yourself, which I will grant you, on paper, sounds like a dull watch. (laughs) What? Just 10 people not laughing for, you know, that many hours. But uh, actually, if you watch any of the others, uh, you'll see that it is a lot of fun. And I have to say, I would say, for my money, uh, the Irish one is the best one. Because I do think they've cast it really, really well. And we're very funny, Graham. Exactly. <laughs> funny, chatty. Uh, slaggy. No, slaggy. And, uh, slaggy. And no one likes silence. <laughs> like, <laughs> those 10 Irish comics were never going to sit there quietly. I so, don't know yeah. if these 10 Irish comics would ever have been in a room together if not brought together by this programme. <laughs> Some of them would. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Some of them would. But yes, you're right. Some of them, no. No. Not, not so much. But there was some nice tension there. The, well, as the, as the show goes on, because yeah. it's filmed over a day and it's not fake it is a real day we actually were there for the day and uh, yes there's there's light and shade there's a there's some there's you can you can sense the history in the room yeah yeah, yeah. so you've uh, the likes of Ashling B Amy Hoobman yeah well, Jason I, Bourne Deirdre Kane Dave yeah. McSavage uh, yeah, and then there's uh, newer people like uh, Martin Angolo and uh, Emma Doran, uh, Catherine Bowart. Maybe Catherine Bowart's doing very well over yeah. over in the UK. Yeah. But uh, and then, but I liked like, oh, Tyler. Like, just in case. Oh yes, yes Paul Tyler. And then yes. when you start naming, you, got, yeah. well, you started <laughs> this. Sorry. I wasn't going near it. I <laughs> 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 like, trying to remember people's children. Uh, uh, yes, Paul Tyler, very very good. Yeah. We've probably forgotten somebody. Yes, we, yeah, we probably have. Anyway, look, they're all. Great. Yes. But people like Amy Huberman, I think, you know, people would be really surprised by her because, you know, she's an actor, she's a kind of a personality, but, you know, she doesn't do stand up. She mm. doesn't have an act. And she did really well in that room because uh, it's a, you know, because it is a tough gig. You'd want to have your wits about you to kind of. But she go has in there. funny bones. She does. Yeah. She's just a funny person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, funny. Uh, yeah. And, and did you, while watching all these comedians do what they do, did you go, oh, maybe I'll do a bit of stand-up again? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Whatever th- whatever thoughts crossed my mind during that day. That wasn't that one was, of them. That wasn't one of them. No, I did a lot of laughing, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, because Real laughing. Uh, real laughing, because yeah. I, I know Chacho hosts laughing. <laughs> We're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, uh, genuinely, there are some very, very funny set pieces. Because the idea is, uh, yes, there's kind of just general interaction, people kind of improving and doing bits, but then people have prepared prepared bits. There's a kind of little stage in the room and every now and again someone will go up and do a prepared bit. Mm. And some of them genuinely just die a death. It's a, which... It's funny in itself. It's kind of funny in itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly, from, you know, sitting in my chair, yeah. it's funny. Uh, but then other people do... There's a bit that Tony Cantwell does that is genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is Brilliant. Really, really, really funny. Yeah. And I I read somewhere that you said you never considered yourself to be a brilliant comedian. You were better at being an MC. Yeah, that was the thing I enjoyed doing. Because there's no pressure on you. If you're the compare of an evening, uh, you know, you're just whatever. Uh, You know, the pressure's on the axe. And so that was was what I liked Uh doing. Because I was always, I was a middling comic. I was never a closer. You know, I was always kind of an opening act or a middle act. But if I was a closer, it was a very poor evening. And this is something I'd never read about you before, that um, you sort of manifest when you're, when you were in your 20s in London to a friend 
that you wanted to be a chat show host. Well, now, this is weird. I don't remember that either. Uh, oh, right, right. So, yeah, but, but this but person said this it This person said yeah, this. Okay. And, I, and uh, you know, why would they make it up? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I do remember, I do remember we did a thing in drama school. It was an improvisation. And, uh, and I played a chat show host in this improvisation. And I do remember thinking, oh, actually, I'm quite good at this. <laughs> and I quite like doing it. Uh, and then, you know, it's not a job. You know, growing up, when I watched The Late Late Show, you know, you never dreamt of being Gay Byrne. You you dream of being a guest. You wanted to be the shiny person being interviewed. Making him laugh. Yeah, the that, audience was, that was the yes. person you yeah. wanted to be. But of course, as an adult, now I realise that the Gay Byrne role, that's the one to have because you're on the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, you you kind of can ride out the vagaries of fame. You know, when I started 25 years ago, there were people we'd have killed to have on the show. And now we'd just kill. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we do not want them. Yeah. Uh, Gay Bourne, very sad. I don't think we've spoken since uh, Gay died. Um, and you constantly mention his name. He's, an, he's ever present. He you know, was brilliant. Mm. You know, he is, the, you know, he set the bar impossibly high. Yeah. And and I, when I, lo- when I watch, you know, on RT Player, they have the archive bits in the old shows. And I love watching them because when you look at old Late Late shows, like the audience look like they've been <laughs> drummed out of a museum. You know, these old lady wearing hats. <laughs> well, it was the 1980s. And, yeah, no, no, but even before, like this is like way back. And like the, guy, the guys in their suits and everything. But the, Totally modern person is Gay Byrne. He mm. doesn't seem old-fashioned at all. He tot- he just knew how to be on camera. And he was so at home in a television studio. As you were, as you were. Well, but not now, like that, because he was live. I mean, it was just, it's phenomenal what he was able to do. Would you be, now you've done, you did the Eurovision, which was big and live. I know, uh, but I'm, I'm at the sidelines yapping. You know, I'm, I'm not driving the show. I know, but last year you were very yeah, much yeah, front and centre. And I, yes, I didn't yes. like it. I didn't like did it. Did you not? No. I mean, I was glad I did it because it's a bit of a bucket list moment and I have a funny feeling I'll never get to do it again. But um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, I didn't love it. I, I prefer sitting in my little rabbit hutch in, oh, the, in the rafters. So you didn't get a buzz, you got a buzz from it, obviously, on the night. It was lovely. Yeah. Uh, we I remember walking out after, um, oh, some Eurovision star uh, was singing You'll Never Walk Alone and the whole audience was singing back and and that was yeah, kind uh, of a thrill that was an amazingly moving moment and Hannah Waddingham a star oh, is a born force of nature yes, yes absolutely I was yeah, watching yeah. her on the Golden Globes and there she was winking at the camera like <laughs> you know, there's no stopping no no, no she stopping. is I mean and what's great is that you know she's put the work in yeah. you know there's all, all that experience all those kind of um, miles yes, on the a, clock a 25 year overnight success. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and now she's really enjoying it so just before we leave uh, Gay Bourne so you, you were on you were a guest with Gay do you know, I was I, I was a guest with Gay twice or three times I can't right. remember but I remember w- the last time I did it it was the second before he finished. Right. And it was me and Terry Wogan and and, yeah, and yeah. Gay Byrne. And, you know, and it was, uh, and it was it's, it's rare that you get those sorts of moments where you kind of go, oh, this is special. In this mm. moment, this is special. Because Gay was retiring, you know, and Terry was kind of someone else I'd have really looked up to mm. and, and kind of aspired to have that level of career. Um, and I was kind of the little newbie. I'd just started my Channel 4 show. Um, but so to have a seat at that table seemed really special.
Yeah, yeah. that was special. Uh, you were on with Pat. Yes. You were on with Ryan. Yeah. And now just gone, you've been on with Patrick. I've been on with Patrick Hilty. Yeah. yeah. Who, do you know, what's great about the Late Late is every time something happens, you know, there's a new guy, people just want to bury it. They kind of go, oh, well, it's over now. It's done. It's done. People have had enough of it. And they haven't. No. <laughs> they <laughs> really, it every week. They really haven't. You know, the, the, the huge audience when Paddy took over, yeah, yeah. you know, because people wanted to see what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So there are two things in Ireland, chat show wise, that they don't do in the UK. Live, Late Late Show. Yep. And then Tommy Tiernan has this yeah. Very interesting mechanic. I'm, I'm wondering what you would think of that, where the guests walk out and you don't know who's coming. Well, I always feel like when I do the radio show, it's a bit like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, right. That's nothing to do with your preparation. I'm reading, I'm reading a, a little sheet of paper as they're walking past the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the people on the radio. Um, but, I, but I have to say, I quite like that idea yeah. of, because it's, it's proper conversation. I mean, I think the humiliating bit is if you genuinely don't know who they are and you should know who they are and mm. I feel like that would happen to me a lot Right uh, So if the audience at home know who they are and they're yeah. out to you But also you... I'm, like, I'm, I was at the theatre the other night and uh, a man was walking towards me and he went oh don't worry I'm not sitting next to you and I kind of went <laughs> like whatever and, uh, and I turned to my husband and I went do I know him? And my husband went yeah that's you Bonneville <laughs> I was like, oh, right. I mean, the light was doing it. It was lit from behind. It was, a, and, you know, and then it was very nice. He did sit next to me and we did a nice chat. Yes, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I did know about him. But if I was Tommy Tiernan, I might have just looked at him blankly as he walked on set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's the person who's been on your chat show most? It's 17 years now on the BBC. Uh, 17, it's 20, we're in our 26th year now. All, if we oh, back, yeah, if so Graham Norton. Yeah, yeah, Channel 4 yeah. days. Um, I wonder who's been on the most. Um I don't know. It's pro- would you, probably. Would you take a guess? Now, this is. I did just a little bit of research last night. It, I, it, I wouldn't quote me on it, but who would you think? Ricky Gervais must be quite high up. You got it. Oh, one. is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. But that's according to yeah. IMDb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 yeah. times. Has he really been yes. on 22 times? Yes, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I feel. I hardly feel like I've been on a 22 <laughs> times. <laughs> 515. <laughs> wow. Is that just the BBC? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do they all blend? I'm so tired. You'll have to forgive me. I must, so I'm ha- I must have my little snooze now. I was up early. So, yeah, 60 last year. Me, yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You were 60. I, I wasn't. Yeah, you were 60 last year. I should have put. Yeah. Um, and and it's like people, these birthdays, they don't mean much to the people, I think, who are going through them. Like, But did it mean anything to you? Um, Really, no. to be honest, I mean, forty. I found forty a big one because I felt like at forty I didn't know how to be. I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know who I was at forty. I was like, how could you be me at forty? <laughs> right. And then once I got past that, which I did, then fifty just seemed like more forty. And I kept thought, oh, sixty, no, that is going to be big. Like, there's no way round. Mm. Like, sixty's just old. You can't, you know, color yeah. that in any other way. It's old. Because when you hit it's it, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Because I'm heading there. So it's not. Great. Yeah, it's not. I, I find. Uh, uh, like uh, last Friday, um, uh, Kevin Hart was on the show, and he was talking about this. That it's things as you get older, it's things like you know, if you trip on steps, you don't need to fall. <laughs> if you just trip on the steps, suddenly there's this terror. Would of, you like, attribute what, you, what might happen? Yes, but you see, the thing about it is, I think as you get older, you attribute things that would happen to a younger person to the fact that you're old, but they happen to everybody. 
You just yeah, yeah, yes, it, it, they do happen to everybody. That makes sense. But the consequences oh, when right, you're old, okay, right, 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 different. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I don't know what age you stop falling and start having a fall. Uh, right. Okay. I think <laughs> yeah. I think I'm there. Yeah, I, right. I think if I if I if I trip on those steps now, right. Graham had to fall. I'm wondering, was getting married and hitting sixty? Were they connected in any way, shape, or form? Well, I mean, so, I mean, I've, I said this in my speech, but you know, some of the vows are easier. Till death do us part seems more <laughs> achievable now. Um, whereas if you're twenty, that's a big ask, isn't it? Want that forever? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, you know, there's things in my fridge that are going to live longer than I do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. and and has it changed you? Because you're what? You're about eighteen months married now, are you? Uh, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two. You've, during the summer. you've overdone your research. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you need more in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I've a lot in my life. Thank you very much, Graham Norton. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's changed me. I certainly feel very content. I, I don't regret it. If that's yeah. what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised to hear that you cycle. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have put you down as a. I don't want to cycle. All oh, right. No, I I don't like it. Okay. Uh, right. I don't. You know, I do not want to be sixty and cycling. But uh, London, they, you know, they put in all these bicycle superhighway things, and they've made the traffic so bad that it's worked. They've got me on a bike, uh-huh. and so I've been cycling now for about I don't know seven eight years. Right. Have and, you found, and I cycle everywhere? Have you found a, a cycling helmet that flatters? No. 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 I look like I'm going to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> It's uh, not an attractive look. No, no, not, not at all, not at all. <laughs> do you cycle? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you look fit as a flea. Uh, which, as you, you, you. Uh, no, you look properly fit. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You run as well, don't you? I do, I run, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you talking about running. Yeah, sorry about that. It didn't enthuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's impossible to enthuse people about running if they don't get it. No, but you love it. I love it, yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah. No, I love what it does for me. I don't, you know... But like, and you love what it does for you, as in you when you finish running, endorphins are yes, flying. Yes, all that, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It sets me up for the day. I'll get that off a bike. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so sixty, and uh, like you started writing when you're fifty. You're you're writing your fifth novel. Yep. Um, and you seem to love the writing. It's I do actually. Um, you know, there's uh, there, there are days when you don't. There are days when it's very heavy lifting. But I I like it because it's kind of the only solitary thing I do. It's the only gig where there doesn't have to be a meeting. You know, everything else, <laughs> there's, you've got to talk to someone about it and there's a bit of, there's a sense of that'll do or... But you oh, do like uh, people. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, but, and also, I suppose I would go a bit doolally if writing was the only thing in my life. I like is as a contrast to the rest of my mm. life it's kind of a refuge whereas if it was the only thing I think that would be really hard I don't know how people do it all full time Yeah and, and you, there was a, you were in I didn't know this either you were in San Francisco in your 20s for a year early 20s Yeah and you hung out with people who were a lot older than you and there was a lady who was retraining in her 40s as a oh, nurse. that's right, yeah. Yes. She, she, I mean, she was only 40. She, I, but but you were me, 20, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Me, you know, I was 20, so she seemed ancient. And uh, she was training to be a nurse. And in your head, you're thinking, why would that old lady bother learning how to do something new <laughs> at this stage in her life? And I must have said this, hopefully in a nicer way than that. <laughs> and she quietly explained that if she did that job till she retired, she would be doing it for 25 years. 
which was longer than uh, yeah. I was alive. And it was a great thing to hear when you're 20. That's that reminder that you've got a lot more time. I think young people are in such a rush, you know, to, to find the right job, to find the vocation, to find the, the thing that's going to be their life's mm. meaning. And, and actually, you've got time. You've got mm. time to fail. You've got time to start again. And it was, a, a, it was exactly what I needed to hear then. Yeah. Um, I was, like Bruce Forsyth was presenting Strictly in his mid eighties. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, I was at an award show. I was at an award show, and Bruce Bruce was staggering to the stage to do something. And Jimmy Carr turned to me and he said, "Isn't that amazing?" And I went, "No, it's awful." <laughs> so, so yeah, I hope to retire. Have you got an exit stra- an exit strategy? Is you know, it's so weird. I mean, I do think about it because yeah. you know, sixty again. That's one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's it's all forced sorts, upon you. There's really, all yeah. sorts of exit strategies. <laughs> <laughs> there's the ultimate exit yes, strategy. Yes, yes. But before that, there's the other exit strategy. So I don't want to stop working because I think the you know the pandemic taught us all that not working was not a good thing. Mm. Uh, you know, all those people who thought. You know, retirement was going to be lovely uh, at a rude awakening. So I, I'd like to keep my hand in a bit, but maybe just, you know, just a bit less. Are you addicted to work, do you think? Eh, I mean, there's probably a bit of addiction to that validation. You know, the vortex of need that is in every <laughs> performer. Uh, you know, so it's it's nice having people sitting in. Like, imagine, like every job should have it. There should be like a, an applause Friday where, you know, somebody does a photocopy and everyone goes, yay, well done. Because imagine how much fun work is if people applaud you for doing it. So, uh, yeah, that validation. A is, little is well hard. done would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hard. I think it'll be quite hard to quit that level of validation. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a slot here going to beg at nine o'clock, which means five days a week. Have you ever done radio five days a week? I thought they'd, I thought they'd got someone. No, well, I don't know. No. By the time this goes out, they're shaking their heads. Someone sitting at home now listening to this. I thought, I, I thought that was my job. I thought it had been offered to me. <laughs> were you offered the date late as well? You probably were. I was not. No, I, I was not. not. That was joke. No. Uh, so, um, last one laughing. Oh, yes. Is uh, starting on Prime Video next Friday this Friday 19th and uh, all episodes are landing at the same time well they're all there at the same time yeah yeah yeah. oh very good and and actually so you could watch it kind of in real time (laughs) if you just sat down and watched them all together oh yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and and it's it's very good and Graham is there would you do it again oh I would in a heartbeat yeah it was a very fun you know because you don't you never know before you do a show you hope it's going to be fun but yeah it was uh, a hoot and a holler I would definitely do it again Uh, are you getting a lot of final question are you getting a lot of offers um, Work-wise, from all, like I was just thinking, because with streaming services now, it's it's probably a great time to be you. It, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. No, you've a profile in Australia, you've a profile in America, UK, English speaking, all of that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I have enough work on. You know, I, I mean, at the moment, I, I, there's a lot of me around at the moment because I've got the chat show. Uh, this is starting on Prime yes. Video. I'm spinning a wheel on ITV. And like, I'm, I apology. I apologize. <laughs> this was not meant to all be on telly at the same time. Uh, by the end of Fe- come the end of February, who he? He'll be gone. No, not a not a sign of me till the autumn. Yeah, I promise. When's the book? Uh, that will be out this autumn. Yeah. Okay. And any more TV adaptations? Uh, the, you know, people, uh, I think all books get sold 
so they optioned ha- or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so they've been optioned, and uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, was it a real pleasure seeing Brenda Fricker holding? Oh, I love Brenda Fricker. Yeah. I mean, the real pleasure was getting to meet her. I got to hang out with her. Uh, we had a doggy a doggy play date, and uh, she came. Juno is her dog. It's Juno, yeah. I get, but uh, yeah. but she's a great woman. Yeah. And uh, and also, what I like about her is she, it's like she knows what stories you want to hear. So, you know, <laughs> you sit her down and she tells you them. Yeah. <laughs> she's brilliant. Uh, Graham, lovely talking to you. Oh, a pleasure as Good always. Good luck with everything. Ah, same to yourself. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, uh, if your quiet Saturday morning stroll along Gary Lucas Beach in Kinsale was interrupted by a group of women screaming into the ocean, we have the person who's responsible for the hoo-ha. Uh, holistic pr- practitioner Kira MacDonald is on the line. Hello, Kira. Hello, Ray. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. So you're the <laughs> Scream Club founder. I am. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we, we gave it a mention last week because we, 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 we've spoken about this before. Um, yes, li- I, I actually I heard that interview last Did you? week. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a very exciting thing, I think, and it, it it makes complete sense that it works. Is there scientific backup, or we just know that it works? Well, Scream therapy kind of goes back to the 1960s where a German scientist started getting his patients to roar and shout as a way to get rid of childhood trauma. Right. And then it kind of became a part of the practice for loads and loads of um, psychotherapists. And so it's sort of been in the mix for years. And sure, there was a crowd up in Donegal called the Screamers. Yes. Do you remember them? In the 60s. Um, well, I don't, but I've 60s. read about them. I know yes. you don't remember. Yes. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, not that old. Um, <laughs> yes, but thanks. not at all. But... <laughs> <laughs> sure, they were living up there screaming in okay. in a room and then they were on an island and then they were in Costa Rica and sure. So it's been going on for yeah. forever. And also women have been screaming at the sea for probably forever. As opposed to men? No, I'm sure men have been too. Yeah, but it's mainly women. Woman, so. And you, you have done, before we get to Saturday morning, um, you've done it before at the same yeah. location? Yeah, um, yeah, I moved down to Kinsale 10 years ago. And when I moved down, I had two under two I had, I was trying to get back working. I was working as a journalist at the time and everything was just like, I found being a mother of tiny children really, really hard. And I felt like it was this big lie that nobody had told me yeah. about, Do you mm. know, like everyone's mm. going, oh, it's brilliant. So I didn't find it easy. And so I found myself down on the beach in the freezing cold and I let a roar out of me and I felt better. And I kept doing it. And so like I always joke when I'm in Centra and my local Centra that people probably have heard me screaming for years because I'd be down there in the pitch dark roaring and shouting. (laughs) So I'm not shouting at my husband or shouting at my kids or anyone, you know. And and the the screaming at the sea as opposed to doing it out the backyard. What's the difference? So there's something about the ocean, right? So like for me, when I'm screaming at the sea, the sea is carrying all my troubles away. Mm. And when you're looking where we live, it's the southernmost tip of Ireland. You you know, the people yeah. left here on, on the boats and the next place they landed was America. It's forever away. So when you scream into the ocean down here, it feels like it's just gone. It's, it's not going gone. to reflect back off anything. No, exactly. A tree or a fence or a cow, yeah, nothing, exactly. nothing. It's, it's gone, it's gone. It's gone, it's gone. It's, yeah. yeah, it's gone. Okay, so, 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 so although it's been around for a long time, the notion came to you while driving last week. 
while driving yeah I was yeah. on the way to the chemist last right. Wednesday and Good my detail. little fellow was sick <laughs> yeah, yeah, and okay. you know yourself <laughs> yeah. so I was in the car and <laughs> this idea just popped into my head Kira, you should start a screen club and I didn't I was thinking to myself like Jesus I need a big roar at the ocean yeah. but I was like talking to my head going what the hell do you mean so I came home and I wrote a piece for the examiner because I used to work for them mm. and I uh, sent it off and then I threw up a post on our local Facebook page and I didn't really I kind of thought look sure but see what happens and it blew up and all these women started messaging me going I've been r- running down to the sea for years and I I don't yeah. want to do it on my own anymore and so it seemed like it was something. So we decided to start last Saturday. To do it, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. when did you arrive on Gary Lucas Beach? What time? <laughs> I, in the pitch dark at half seven with my torch. Oh God. Right. Like I'd been up all night baking because I didn't know if people were coming or how many and I wanted to make sure there was tea and cake. What did them. you bake? Oh, I baked uh, Nigella Lawson's ginger cake because oh, nice. it's awesome. And also yes. I thought everyone would be freezing because yeah. it was so cold. Yeah. So tea and, and, and ginger cake are ready. And stuff. Sla- tea and right, ginger cake right. is ready. Yeah. And then so, and I had the fire in the container because Cork, Cork County Council right. bylaws, it yeah. was in the, 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 the and my mum came down and to help me because I had kind of gone down to her freaking out the night before about it. And Nobody's going to so come. Yeah, no, or like, what have I done? So I'm foostering and it's the dark and yeah. I'm trying uh, to get this fire lit. Was there drums involved as well? Yeah, yeah, we had our drums. Me, Myself and my mum had our drums. So, so you, we, what were you doing? We're, you were, drumming, we're drumming away, you okay, know, and we're right. welcoming in the, all the, the right. energies and it's great. And I'm going like, but the lighter won't work and I'm freaking. And I go, mum, am I making a mistake? And she goes, well, we're here now. So, yeah. you know, get on with it. And I like... <laughs> think I'm dying and then the sun started to come up a few minutes later and out of the dunes all these women started to come out and they were all dressed like Eskimos it's cinematic it's cinematic it was was cinematic (laughs) and everyone was dressed in just hats and scarves and gloves and then we all sat down and Jesus Ray we had two hours together and it felt like a dream. Okay now now, Akira did you lead it and was it at some stage you go we have to do it now Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all sat down and we did. Like, listen, it was very organised. I sound like a mad woman, but it was organised. So we did, uh, everyone introduced each themselves and then we did a little meditation Mm. and then we got the drums out and we did a bit of singing and dancing. And then we all went down to the sea and we let roar for a good bit, you know. And And was was there anything about sharing the frustrations, the stresses... The reasons why they were there. Was there any of that? The common thread was, and it really resonated with me, the common thread was this feeling of loneliness because we're all so isolated, right? We all live in our devices or on our bloody Mm. Zoom calls or whatever. And it's like everyone's got kind of disconnected and forgot. And there was this unbelievable thing that happened because the age range of the women went from from 20s all the way up into their 60s and all these women are there and they're telling stories and sharing just pieces about their lives in a way that made everyone feel less alone and this magic happened where it was like everyone realised oh I'm not the only one having having a tough time or Mm. I'm not the only one who feels on my own and there's something it's this community thing that we go on about all the time but so many of us don't have right like it's the big irony of our time isn't it that like on the face of it we are 
as connected as we ever were. We're, we're yeah, the most exactly. connected digitally. We can, you know, yeah. we can be in, you can see the face of somebody in Australia. And yes, we're not because we've turned our back on that thing that you've described, that community, exactly. that community, that sharing of stories face and to face. And that's our tradition. Yes. That's our heritage. Yeah. That's in us, you know. And and this is what this we is need the thing. Like, we need it. We're we social totally animals. Need we need it. Completely. And like we're sitting around a fire. We're, ch- yeah, we're just having right. a cup of tea and a chat. And this. There's drums. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep going back. There's drums. always going to be drums. There's always going to be drums, right? Yeah. But like everyone was, yeah. everyone was like human care bears coming out of there. I was buzzing. I've never felt so overflowing with love for such an extended period of time. And I love the like, screaming start. Or oh, last, sorry. Well, it lasts as long as it lasts. I mean, we gave it four goes because right, we still okay. had a few in us. But I have to say, it, what I thought, oh my God, is this going to be keening? Is this going to be, you know, wails of sorrow? And it wasn't. It was just this joyous release because we were all together and we were all letting rip. And so it wasn't, you know, it was I was life affirming. My, life affirming. Exactly right. Yes, life That's affirming. Exactly on a beach yeah. in West Cork yeah. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. There's there's fire, there's ginger cake, yeah. there's drums, yeah. and it's yeah. I want to be there. <laughs> well, Is you're it, very welcome. Women, women only, women only, <laughs> women only for now. Right. Because listen, I think when these things start, you can just. My mum sometimes calls me the greyhound. Like I just race at things, and I'm. T- I just we let it happen as it happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's no point t- just running at it. Will you let us know when you're doing it again, so we can? Well, let I know, know when I'm doing it again. Oh, do you? It's right. On, okay. Yeah, it's on the 28th of this month. January and we're 28th. Do it, yeah, that, that's, to sell, that's, it's that's a Sunday. A it's a Sunday. No, yes. it's a, it's it a, is Sunday a Sunday because yes. loads of the mums, because we're a big GAA county down uh-huh. here, and, and loads of the mums are running GAA around to training, matches on yeah, a Saturday. Taxi so, service. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to try Sunday okay. this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, that, that, that's great. Um, come on, just together. <laughs> I, I'll go back yeah. from the microphone. One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> oh, <woo! laughs> I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and Ray, um, but if anyone wants to know anything, they can email me at screamclubcork at gmail.com. Scream and Club I'd be delighted Cork. to talk to them. Great. Yeah. Uh, Keir yeah. MacDonald, uh, mind you. yourself. Lovely talking to you. Bye now. Lovely bye, talking bye, to you. Bye, bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Um, now, uh, we have two people standing by. They're anxious to take part in the Who Done a Quiz. There will be clues and there will be a winner. And the winner will get a two-night stay for two people in the Heritage in County Leash. Dinner on one evening in Blake's Restaurant. Uh, perfect escape for relaxing in their award-winning spa where you can try one of their luxury treatments or take advantage of their thermal suite, including their brand-new state-of-the-art cave and sauna. Wow. Heritage is a beautiful resort set in the heart of the countryside in the pretty village of Killinard in County Leash, less than 20 minutes from Kildare Village. And uh, they... If you're not lucky enough to win today, why not treat yourself to a midweek escape and experience the Heritage's 24 hours of magic moments overnight experience. Uh, you can go to theheritage.com for more details. Theheritage.com. Uh, good afternoon, Cathy Riley. Hello, Ray Darcy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, <laughs> you. dear Cathy. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, Thank you. A big day. A big roundy one. Yes. The big 7-0 and um, what's his name? Graham Norton. I take issue with him. He says 60 years old. Yeah, well, I had Not issue with him as well, Cathy. So, yeah, yeah put, him, put him back in his 60-year-old box. Let him exactly. off. <laughs> like, 60 isn't old for, like, no way in this day and age. No. No. And no. I don't feel old either. No. 
No, you don't sound old. Um, I don't feel blue either. That blue Monday thing, like you say, is a load of rubbish. Covers. Rubbish, rubbish. We're, exactly. <laughs> we've a lot in common, Cathy. We're on the one page. We are right? on the one page. What's the plan for the evening ahead? Well, the plan is that I am going out with a group of good friends, yeah. and we're going to a, a restaurant a, on the outskirts of Navan because the weather is bad. We can't go any further, mm. and it's uh, we're going to O'Brien's in Johnstown's. It's just outside. Navin, and it has it's a very uh, reputable restaurant. Yes, and I'm um, giving them a free plug. So yes. O'Brien's hope you're listening. I, I hope they and I, I hope they treat you well. And I believe they've lots of plaques on the door. They have lots of you know <laughs> yeah. all those Lisandro yes, yes. Sullivan great <laughs> Irish yeah, yeah. whatever whatever whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've been in that restaurant. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a good restaurant. I think you're you're on for a good time there. So how many of there how many of you will there be? There will be six, great, I think. Great. Six on myself. I'm not too sure. Six, yeah. Around about six, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and any, any, any wisdom to share with us on your 70th birthday? Like it's, birthdays are just another day, really. They, you don't change overnight. That's the thing, isn't it? No. I, some days I feel 24 inside and sometimes I feel 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but today I feel 24. <laughs> 34. You're 34 today, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you round up 35? You feel half your age. How about that? Yeah, feel, yeah exactly. that's great, that's, great, great. That's brilliant. a good one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I feel I care less now. Yes. And I was a bit gloomy, you know, in the summer about it. But no, I'm so glad to be alive and healthy because a number of my, my we had a reunion with school friends about a year ago. And, you know, there was quite a number of them deceased. Right. And before Christmas, you know, uh, um, somebody else I knew younger than me deceased mm. as well. So it's great to be alive and healthy and well. And, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? As you get older, you are reminded on a sort of a weekly basis about your mortality, aren't you? That's the thing. Yeah, but 70 used to be... Oh, when I was a child, people were kind of sitting in the corner and, you know, it was three score and ten. And yes. you'd hardly hear of anybody being 80 and there'd be no hundred cards. Like, you see cards in the shops now for hundreds. And Yeah, they'll have to change you know, that. They, that. That could bankrupt the country now. There's so many people living to a hundred. <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true. But like, it's true, you're right. I think they, like, this is from memory now, um, Cathy, but I think the, you know, the average life expectancy in Ireland for women is around 87, something around that. And that's the average. That means that a lot of people live beyond 87. Like I'm, I'm going into my nineties. I don't. I'm. I'll be in my. I can see it. I'll be in my nineties. Um, right. Know, yeah. Well, so. Well, yeah. I, I thought it was eighty-four for women. So it's, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You, you, you. I was reckoning by that that I'm sort of in the October of my life. If yes. you go for you know, twelve into eighty-four, seven years for each month. Yeah. So I said, you know, the trees just uh, dazzle at that time in autumn. So I said, <laughs> I think I'm still going to dazzle. <laughs> You're autumnal with all the lovely oranges and rusts and all those lovely colours. That's, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Autumnal. Autumnal, yeah. yeah. Right, you're up against Louise Priestman. Hello, Louise. Hi, Ray. How's it going? Not too bad. You're in Carrig Mines in Dublin. I sure am. And yeah. you're wor- working from home. I am working from home today, yeah. How's that going for you? Have you, uh, <laughs> have you been to the canteen? <laughs> <laughs> many a time. Many a cup yeah, of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, it's going great. Yeah, I work from home uh, three days of the week and in the office two days of the week. So it's a nice balance. It's a nice yeah. mix. And was that uh, because of COVID? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. So, so you, you yeah. have a completely different life now. 
Totally different. Yeah, I suppose pre-COVID it was five days in the office and mm. I didn't have any kids at the time. And now post-COVID it's two kids and balancing that working from home and, and commuting to the office as well. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's good. It's, it's, it's a good kind of busy. And is your, is your office in town in Dublin City Centre? No, it's not. No, it's only around the corner All in right. Sandyford. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. S- but still, you're hitting that. There's bad traffic around there, isn't there? Like bad the, traffic, yeah. yeah but it's, yeah. it is nice to get into the office, kind yeah. of see colleagues and and people that you work with. Yeah. You have the best of both worlds. I do. I absolutely do. Yeah, hundred percent. I see. We were talking about age there. I see you have a fifteen-year-old Jack Russell. I have a very yeah a yeah. Yorkshire Terrier. A oh. Yorkshire Terrier um, called Russell. Yeah, so he's Oh, sorry, 15. sorry. Oh, right. That, that just confuses. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, he's a, um, a Yorkshire Terrier called Russell and he's going to be 16 in June. Now, that's a, that's a good age for a dog, isn't it? It's a good age, yeah. yeah. It's a good age, yeah, uh, absolutely. And what do they usually live till? Um, about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a long life expectancy. Come on, so, Russell. Um, Come on, Russell. Great. Yeah, yeah. Doing good. Yeah, he's doing good. He, he's defying veterinary science. Uh, he is. Long yeah, he is. Yeah. And at what age are your children? I have uh, two kids. So Louis, who is four and a half, and Amy, who just turned two. Oh, great. Yeah, that's great ages. Yeah, they're good ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, okay. Uh, Louise up against Cathy. Uh, so three questions each I give you the category ask if you want a clue if you go for a clue and get a right you get a point if you go without a clue and get a right you get two points and whoever has the most points at the end wins the prize if it's a draw on points we go to a tie break question good luck to you both Cathy and Louise good luck Cathy good luck Louise now Cathy um, Irish singers Irish singers how do you feel Uh, you do on that I'll go without a clue without a clue okay so for two who is this we you may not see me when you come back I could be sharing someone else's pillow And my love for you is better than diamonds To you, everything I bestow Who's that? Um, I didn't hear it very well But I, I'll just make a mad guess Wild Youth? No Probably not Mundy Monday. Uh, so that yeah. was that was a song that was on the the soundtrack of Romeo and Juliet back in the day. Okay, early days, Cathy. Uh, no, don't fret yet. Uh, Louise, Irish music. What do you want to do with this? I'll um, go for a clue. You go for a clue. Okay. Uh, she began her musical career as a member of Damien Rice's band. So who was this for one point? Who's that? Oh, um, is this Marquette or Glover? No, no, no. That was Glenn Hansard. Um, oh, so Lisa Hannigan and Damien Rice. Ah. So okay, uh, even star. There were tough questions there, uh, Kathy and Louise. Kathy, back to you. Funny Irish women. Funny Irish women. Um, I'll take a chance without a clue again. Without a clue. Okay, for two points. Who is this? Do you guys say this? Uh, uh, people would say, oh, heard you're back on the market. Say that here? 
heard you were back on the Marcus. Yeah, heard you're back on the Marcus. Back on the Marcus. Back on the Marcus. I grew up in an agricultural farming background. No good cow ever goes back onto the Marcus. Who's that? I don't know. It's not the Sheehy girl. The witch? You know, Norma Sheehy? No, no. no. It's Ashling B. Ashling B. Oh. Um, and she's actually part of that programme we were talking to uh, Graeme Norton about. She's, she's had an amazing career writing and acting and she's been in Hollywood movies. Ashling B, originally from Kildare. Now, Louise, a chance for you to go in front funny Irish women. What do you want to do? Uh, no clue, right? No clue. For two, who is this? I was late getting into comedy, so I had to reset. So I walked away from a proper job, like a paid adult job, and went into a clowning profession, basically. So I had to start again at 33, 34. And that's why I ended up in her basement. But now I've matured and I have my own flat. Joanne McNally? It is Joanne McNally, yes. You get two points for that. Right. Would you have known that, Cathy? Yes, I did know (laughs) it. Right, okay. Now, Cathy, you're under pressure. Nothing uh, new. Yeah, <laughs> nothing new. Okay, it's cartoon characters. You, you have to go for a two-pointer here to keep you in the quiz. Okay. Okay, uh, so cartoon characters. Um, good luck with this for two points. Who is this? Well, I suppose I could give the tree a little shake and see what falls down. <laughs> I really should know better than to shake that tree. Who's that? I don't know. No idea. No. See, I, I, I'm looking at the answer here, so I know that there's a clue in there with the at the end. That's Daddy Pig. Daddy Pig from Peppa well, Pig. There right. You, yeah, yeah. I know. I As know. Larry Gogan would say, they didn't they, suit they didn't me. They didn't suit you. They didn't suit you. Now, can I just say something, Ray? Yes. My fishmonger, Kieran from Connolly's Fish Shop in Navan, right. will have he's uh, I was on the radio before and I, I missed questions right. and he never let me live it down right. it's okay it'll be worse this time oh no <laughs> yes because I didn't get any <laughs> look I, I'm gonna anyway. I know we, I know we've loads of book ups uh, do you read Cathy I do yeah yes. well, well uh, we'll put together a little hamper for you because you're celebrating your 70th oh. birthday today and we'll, in, we, we'll include that with your Ray Darcy show Keep Cup and, and enjoy uh, the evening out in O'Brien's with your friends and happy birthday again Cathy Thank you. Happy and congratulations, Louise, and enjoy oh, the, the weekend. Yeah, lovely talking Happy to birthday. you. Yeah, bye. see you, Cathy. Bye, bye. Well done, bye. Louise. Thank you so much, Ray. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah, you're off down to the Heritage in Kilnard, County Leash. Uh, they've loads of stuff oh, down there. Amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it'd be real pampering two days and two nights, oh, and you have dinner on one of the evenings in Blake's restaurant. Theheritage.com is where you need oh, to see you so much, what's, what's in store for you. Uh, OK, Louise, back to work. See you. Bye, 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 bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Gabriel's and Blame on RTE Radio 1. Connor Pope, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Ray. How are you? Uh, we're giving the two fingers to Blue Monday. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, it doesn't exist, Ray. It doesn't, doesn't exist. That's, that's what we were saying, yeah. Uh, and brilliant news this morning for people. Cold Monday morning, they woke up to find out that Electric Ireland are reducing their costs. It was on Morning Ireland. So that would have brought a smile to people's face and we've been saying it for a long time. Pass on, pass on uh, the money that they're saving on fuel. 
That's right, yeah. Now, let's put it into a bit of context, though, Ray. I don't want you to be too jolly on this Monday <laughs> on, on this Monday afternoon because it is good news, undoubtedly, that Electric Ireland is cutting its prices for both electricity and gas. Um, and it could save some of its dual fuel customers up to €300 Euros annually. Uh, it comes on top of a previous price uh, reduction that the company rolled out, uh, I think, in November. And when you add the two price reductions together you could see your electricity and gas bill falling by up to 700 euros over the course of a year. Now, 700 euros sounds like a lot of money Mm. and you'd be absolutely mad not to welcome it. But in context, it still means that we're significantly worse off now than we were in 2021. And it's important to put that into context because energy prices effectively doubled from 2020 till till the end of 2022. And that means that if you were paying an annual bill when your gas and electricity were totted up of €2,000, you were then paying an annual bill of €4,000. So the two price discounts that are reductions that Electric Ireland have announced means that you might be paying an annual cost of €3,300. So it's still welcome, obviously, but it still means that we're paying significantly more now than we were two years ago. Okay. Uh, and are, you know, because you'll be looking at the international energy prices, are they passing on, uh, you know, the, the fall in energy prices internationally to us, the customers? Well, like wholesale oil and gas prices are falling and we would still be, you know, comparatively high when you look at other countries around the right. EU. But, it, you know, the but, you know, it's hard to say whether or not, you know, the, the companies are passing on all of the all, all of the savings, because there's there's obviously a lot of conversations and we've talked about it on the show before about hedging and wh- when you bought your energy and how, and how much energy or how much of your energy supply mm. you bought at a particular time at a particular price point. And it is also worth pointing out that uh, Electric Ireland is the second of the big players to announce a second price cut in recent weeks. Just before Christmas, Airtricity announced that it was cutting its prices and I would be absolutely gobsmacked if Flowgas Energy and Borgosh Energy didn't roll out price decreases of their own in the weeks ahead because that's the nature of the market. It's extremely competitive and once one company acts, they all tend to act, not obviously in tandem because that would be against the law, but they all look very closely at what each other are doing yeah. and when one company offers or rolls out price reductions, they all tend to do it very soon afterwards. And have you, as you have pointed out in the past, that there's no uh, government interference here. They can't. So what I'm saying no, to you is down the road, if they found out that they weren't passing on, you know, uh, the reductions in what they were being charged to us, that, that's fine. They can do that legally. Well, I mean, the, what, what the uh, Commission for the Regulation of Utilities, which is the watchdog that oversees mm. the entire sector, will say is it, it doesn't have a role in, in, in pricing, but it has said repeatedly that, you know, it's a competitive sector. And if, if it, you know, if the companies are acting together, well, then that's a, a clear breach in the law. And I'm not suggesting for a second that they are. Mm. Um, but, the, but the competitive nature of the sector will ultimately drive down prices. Um, and you, you, have to, you have to imagine that that would happen. And then I suppose the next question is, OK, we, we've seen a, a price d- uh, decrease in November. We saw a price decrease now in uh, that will be rolled out at the beginning of March. And where will prices go next? And I, I would imagine that we'll see maybe another 10%, maybe 15% uh, rolled out as we head into the autumn of 
of 2024. And again, that'll be welcomed, but it will still mean mm. that we're paying around 2,800, 2,900 euros a year for our energy costs. And of course, we were at in, one point in their defence, uh, the war in Ukraine has affected energy costs in a big way. Uh, now, um, no surprise that this week's problem is... Uh, a little bit like last week in that people are travelling a lot and did travel a lot over Christmas so they have gripes um, so this came in Dear Connor, I, I was due to fly home to Dublin from Brussels in December we were about to board when the flight was cancelled the airline puts us up in a hotel and we departed the following day I've applied for compensation but the request was denied but my understanding is if a flight is delayed we are entitled to €250 Euro, and as there were three of us that would be 750 that's a lot of money it is a lot of money and it, it very much depends uh, whether or not compensation applies. Now, under e, an EU court ruling, a European court ruling from 2009, a passenger is entitled to compensation if they arrive at their destination three hours or more after the scheduled arrival time. Um, now, so let's say if you were due to, if you were flying home from Brussels to Dublin and you were due to arrive home at nine o'clock at night and there was a, a, a delay or the plane didn't take off and you didn't arrive home till 11 o'clock the next morning or whatever it might be, clearly that's three hours or more. Now, there are exceptions to that. But just before we get to the exceptions, um, the, the, the amounts of compensation payable depends on the distance of the flight. So if the flight is classified as short haul, then you get 250 euro per person. If it's medium haul, the amount payable is four. 400 euros per person and then if it's long haul the amount payable is 600 euros so the question then I didn't know the answer to this and I found it out on the Irish Aviation Authority website is how do you determine if a flight is short medium or long mm-hmm. haul because it's the kind of thing you might think you know intuitively but you'd be wrong so Dublin to Brussels is short haul Shannon to Brussels is, sh- is short haul Dublin to Milan is short haul Cork to Paris is short haul but if you were to fly from Shannon to Barcelona that's considered medium haul or from Knock to Madrid or from Cork to Rome or Dublin to Agadir they're all considered medium haul. Um, And it's all determined based on what's known as the Great Circle website. Now, I've never heard of this before today. (laughs) Now, the Great Circle website... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, a, it's a method that's used to determine uh, uh, how far away one airport is from another where, uh, another airport. Right. So there's actually a website that you can visit and that'll determine that. But it, for the purposes of our listener, Dublin to Brussels is a short haul flight. And then the question is that they would have been entitled to uh, compensation of yeah. 250 per person. Now, the airline rejected it. And they cited extraordinary circumstances. Now, extraordinary circumstances can lead to, like an airline An airline still has to take care of you. So they still would have to have put them up in the hotel and they would have had to get them home on the next available flight. But they may not have had to pay them a compensation. Now, examples of events defined as extraordinary circumstances are an air traffic management decision. So the air traffic controllers say, plane can't take off. That's extraordinary circumstances okay. beyond the control of the airport uh, airline. Political instability, bad weather, security risks, um, they're all extraordinary circumstances. Um, or an air traffic controller strike. That's, However, situations which are not considered as extraordinary, and this is kind of important, would be most technical problems which come to light during aircraft maintenance or are caused by a failure to maintain an aircraft. So, for instance, another one would be collision of a mobile boarding stairs with an aircraft because you know sometimes that happens they're putting up the steps and there's a dent in the Mm. plane and the plane can't take off that's not extraordinary circumstances or strikes by an air air carrier staff so an internal strike so our listener was told that it was due to a problem with the plane now that means that in all likelihood they're entitled to compensation unless it was a problem with the plane that 
the airline could not have possibly foreseen. Now, if they're having, if they're, if they're struggling, you do. In times past, you might have gone to the Commission for Aviation Regulation. That's gone. So now you would go to the Irish Aviation Authority. So the idea is you make your you lodge your claim with the airline. If the claim is rejected, you then lodge the details with the Irish Aviation Authority, and they will then adjudicate as to whether or not it is in fact extraordinary circumstances okay. or whether so the or not you are IAA, to the Irish Aviation Authority um, exactly okay so they need to go to their website and take it from there uh, Connor thanks uh, we've run out of time we'll talk to you next week Pricewatch okay, at RT, bye, 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 bye. Bye. Pricewatch at if you want Connor to grapple with any of your consumer issues as I say that's it from us uh, Cormac and Sarah are on drought and we are back tomorrow at 3 o'clock enjoy the rest of your Monday evening The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1